0: Hello, welcome to Vet Club. All right, that's enough. You can turn it down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm struggling with the volume on my headphones. But yeah, welcome to Vet Club. We are going to do another episode of the week. It might be like the two week episode. I don't know how long it's been. It's been a couple weeks, probably. Um, Yeah, so what have we been up to? I don't know what we did. I had to go out of town. Yeah, you had to go to, yeah, you ruined my week actually. (laughs) <laughs> that's probably why I can't remember anything else that's happened. Um, we had a... The, the vet school had its open house last weekend, Um, which is the first... They haven't had an open house since we've been there because pandemic stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: Uh, yeah, so it was the first one I'd been involved with at Virginia Tech. But every vet school is... I, it's so funny. Everybody thinks that like their vet school is the only one that does it. It's like every vet school has one. Every yeah. vet school I've ever been at has one.
1: Look at this great thing we do for the community. And, and it is. And it's does. a good
0: thing. Like, and they... but they all do it. Yeah. Um, and they're all f- fairly similar in what they do. Um but basically, if you're not sure if you if you haven't been involved in one or haven't heard of one, but like maybe you're at a vet school who doesn't do one, um, which is weird, and you should. but uh, it's a you know once a year, it's a one day on like usually a weekend a Saturday where you kind of open the school up to the public and different organizations within the college usually have like little booths and displays and they do fun things just to engage with the community and it's all free and um, it's just kind of a fun thing to do. So yeah. yeah the
1: three videos in two days. I know. Two days that I worked.
0: You're fine, whatever. Yeah, I got it done. Um, I like how you did it. Like I didn't do anything with it. Yeah, I had nothing to do with it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You helped out. Taking all the credit. But uh, yeah, so the I, I'm the advisor for the student um, emergency club, the student chapter of the veterinary emergency critical care society. And which makes sense. But so like a lot of the clubs, they put on a thing. And so they were like, ah, this was actually really funny. Um, So the president of the club who you know, is kind of like in charge now, like coming up with something was like, but I've not been involved with this. Like normally, yeah, you know, the president, yeah, exactly. And like last year's president didn't either. And the year before didn't either. And so there's no, none of that like institutional memory to be like, well, this is what we normally do. And um, so, you know, the president was kind of flying blind and she's just like, I'm told this is what they used to do. And appa- and I don't know either, but I'm told <laughs> what they used to do is they'd have um, one of the emergency faculty would do like a lecture on CPR and then like the public could like practice CPR. And I was like, uh, we could do that, but it's like who wants to like attend a lecture on in their free time, uh, on something that, you know, you're not going to do like, you're, you know, you're not going to become an expert on by listening to a lecture. And so I was like, we, we could do that. Cause they were like, you know, do you want to give the lecture? And I was like, no, <laughs> like I'm happy to help. I want to help, but I don't want to give a lecture. Like this is for families. This is children. Like we're going to have nine year olds. They, they don't want to sit and listen to me lecture about CPR. Like they genuinely, like, like 3% of the adults yeah. might want to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. I could do a lecture on that. That'd be cool. But, um, so I was like, well, what if we came up with some different things, you know, more interactive things for them to do. So we, um, Collectively, kind of came up with like different, like pet first aid type things. So, emergency type, like, you know, what are the kind of emergencies your pet could get into, and that we could um, kind of train you on like what to do. And so, um. yeah, the, the president did a really good job of getting things together. But one of the things we decided was to make some like instructional videos so that people could watch um, and then be able to practice it. So have something to go by. And then like the student volunteers who were helping would have something to go by as well. Um, so we did that and that was fun. Um, and we had a lot of people show up and a lot of children um, who don't know how lucky they were that they didn't have to sit through <laughs> be lecturing (laughs) um I mean don't get me wrong my lectures can be pretty fun but like not like that's no that sounds terrible um so I was like I don't want to do that like that doesn't sound fun to me um and I like this stuff so it's funny
1: you bring it up like the they haven't done it before with the COVID stuff because I think you've heard said that with some other things there's something like with um like uh the doctor's not or like interns not talking to the the clients or something with the student going at the same time oh, and yeah. everybody thought it was because they were you know avoiding trying it trying to but avoid it's work like, it's like no they've just like, never done it wait a minute it. they've never done it that they've way they've just done it via the phone They've only, because of yeah. all the COVID, I wonder Clients how don't come in the all building. the things that you're going to see. Yeah. Some weird things. Like
0: and people are going to be like, oh, they're doing this because of, but. I was like, no, that's just all they've known. Yeah. 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 yeah it's like, it this, is, this is how it's
1: always been done. Like you get young doctors thinking, yeah. like, this is how it's, this is policy. It's like, yeah. no, this is just something that, that happened.
0: That was a very temporary thing. And yeah, in 2020, back in the before times, we yeah, used to like, do things differently. Things
1: turn into policy. Because I remember is, that at yeah. Lowe's, it would be like. Oh, this is, We've uh, always done this is this policy. She's like, I know this isn't policy because I just made it up two years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but people will, they're just kind of like, and sometimes you should keep things that you change. Like, Hey, we're going to do things differently yeah. and it's better. But, um, but it is, it's funny when you don't have that, you know, institutional memory and people are like, yeah, it's always been this way. I was like, Hmm. And it's funny though, even when you try to ask people questions about how things used to be, um, they have a hard time articulating. Yeah. I ran into that in a meeting this week where I was like, you know, explain to me like, you know, why this is, we're struggling with these changes. Cause in, in my mind, a few years ago, this would have been the exact same thing we're encountering. And it's like, everything's different. Everything, I was like, I know, but like, can you like, tell me what specifically is different? Um, and like that, I think people just have this like feeling of like, things are different and things are bad, but they can't always even articulate what they mean. And I'm like, let's just take a moment and step back and like, you know, let's just consider, like maybe things aren't as black and white as we always want them to be. I don't know. Getting kind of abstract here. So we had the open house. It was pretty good. It was fun. I think, I think the students had a lot of fun with it. Um, I think the visitors had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's a good opportunity for some of the younger, you know, first, second year students to kind of practice like that teaching aspect with the public. Yeah. Um, so it's a good opportunity to interact with like, they're not clients, but they're essentially, they've, they would be, you know, these are the people who'd be bringing their pets into you. And this is how you can talk to them and educate them about this is what, you know. And, and I was just really impressed. The students did a really good job when I would kind of wander around and like listen to the things that they would say, um, as the public came by and I was like, good job guys. There was one point, a couple of students were, um, they, they were actually manning the CPR booth and, um, and I was kind of overhearing some of the things they were saying and that the things they were doing and the student, like a couple of things that the person wasn't doing correctly, which of course not, like they're not experts in it. Um, and then I was planning on going by just to make sure the students knew the right thing. And I, when I, I was just kind of like watching, listening, and all of a sudden the student was like, so yeah, like this was really great. In in reality, what you'd want to do is I was like, man, you nailed it. Like I was just really proud of the students. Like they did a good job, but they were patient with people. Um, you know, they did a good job of like, you know, oh, here's the other perspective and i'm yeah, like, yeah let you guys someone don't do it me. the
1: wrong way and then yeah. tell them what they did very
0: gently like not you know just like oh yeah what you did was great in in reality what you would do you do it like this or you do this a little bit differently um because i mean my only concern was for the students I, i'm not worried about the public getting things slightly wrong and this and not because it's it, it's tough and you're not going to get it after like a five minute you know demonstration but um but I wanted to make sure the students knew the right thing to do and they did and I was like I don't even have to worry about it they were doing such a good job so Does that um, mean
1: they don't have to take your class
0: yeah that's what it means They get an automatic a
1: what yeah, they just move Do on. they
0: even know don't tell them then they won't take my class nobody will be there they'll be real sad it just means they're going to breeze through my class is what it means yeah. it's going to be like easy pass so I they can focus on the other want stuff
1: to take your class
0: people want to yeah well, a lot of them are required to, <laughs> but there are a bunch that aren't required to and still do choose to take it. So that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I was actually, how did this come up? I don't remember where this was coming up, but the, I, I'm wondering, I don't think, I don't think that the students would consider me an easy teacher. I don't know. Was I talking with you about this or somebody else? I can't remember. I don't know. I, I generally don't know, um, if they would say, I don't think they would, I don't think they would say, Oh, Dr. Connor's like, she's really easy when they're talking to each other. Response test. Yeah. I think that's part of it. But even just like in class, um, you know, it's not like I'm like, I mean, the material is what it is, but, um, I would hope they would think like, no, but she, she wants us to learn. She cares about our learning. I think they would think that. I hope most of them would feel that way, if not all of them. Uh, but I don't think they'd be like, oh, she's super easy. Take her class because it's going to be easy. I think they would say, take that class because you're going to learn a lot. Like, that's what I would want them to say. Yeah. Um,
1: you're not but- going to get an A in it.
0: That's true, but it is a pass fail course. Yeah. So because
1: <laughs> there are no ways,
0: <laughs> nobody gets an A. But um, but you're gonna learn like that. I mean, that's really what I want them to leave and be like, wow, I learned a lot from that. Or the same thing when they finish taking the ECC clerkship, I want them to be like, man. That, hopefully, they say, hey, I had a lot of fun. But really, the most important thing is I learned a lot. Um, and I think most of them do say that afterwards. I think they um, that would be their the general consensus is that they got to do a lot, they got to see a lot, they got to learn a lot. Um, but also people were pretty nice, you know. Um, I think we have a really good team and that's kind of fun, but, uh, but yeah, we get to see and do a variety of things. And, um, that brings me to the other thing I wanted to bring up for them this week. This was, uh, just an important lesson learned. So I was on call, was it just last night? Yeah, I, I don't know. Last recently, night. recently I was on call backing up one of our overnight interns and they had a cat that had been exposed to permethrin which is uh, uh, basically a parasiticide of um, anti-flea treatment that is safe for use in dogs and is not safe for use in cats. And a lot of the over-the-counter, oh, not even just over-the-counter, flea treatments for dogs frequently will contain... Permethrin's and pyrethroids in that class. And, and they you have that should,
1: real small symbol of a cat yeah, with like line through it. Yeah,
0: sometimes. Actually, the there corner. have been packages that I've seen people brought in and there's actually a picture of both a dog and a cat on the front. And then in tiny letters on the back, it will say not for using cats or something yeah. like that. Sometimes they, some of the old products didn't even say anything about not using in cats. So it, it is tricky. Um, and so it's a still a fairly common uh, toxicity that we will see is owners were using sometimes they're using like the dog products because they think it's cheaper and they'll like you know use like the uh, one package or you know one kind of uh, vial or something that's supposed to be used and for one large dog and they divide it up between like three or four cats. Isn't it like, in
1: one of the shampoos too? Uh, or
0: like the
1: maybe, like washes? Maybe. So it's like oh I got my dog wash, so it's using my cat because it's just animal wash whatever. I mean if it was
0: a specific flea treatment it might be. I'm not specifically familiar with any like shampoos or washes that have permethrins in it, but I can imagine a flea treatment might, but so a few hours after applying said flea treatment to the cat, it's pretty predictably going to start shaking and tremoring and sometimes pretty violently. And it can, in some cases, even um, if they get enough and they can start to have seizures, but at any rate, the um, so this cat had actually gone to another veterinarian and they had treated it, with things. I don't remember the details because it was the middle of the night when I got the call but uh, or the text messages. But it had gotten lipid therapy and it had gotten, I think the referring vet had given it like midazolam or diazepam, which I can tell you right now predictably is not going to make a difference. Um, it seems like the right thing to do. And if you think the animal is having a seizure, those would be the right things to do. But with permethrin toxicity, um, benzodiazepines, which is what midazolam and diazepam are, aren't going to work. Those um fancy words i know the names of the drugs so fancy but um i've always used methocarbamol which is a muscle relaxer and had pretty good success with it and then intralipid therapy has kind of become a thing more recently and also i don't know if there's any like publications on using it but theoretically it makes sense and and i think anecdotally there's some reports of it working for that as well so i think that that the cat had gotten a little bit of everything at the first vet that it saw. And then they sent it to the university. And so the intern was like, you know, asking for advice, like on what other things to do. They'd already gotten this, what should I do? And so I kind of gave them some advice um, and said, try these things. And then a little bit later they were just concerned because like, it just didn't seem like anything was helping. And um, and the reason I wanted to talk about this because they were they were concerned they were concerned enough they took videos of the cat about like how bad it looked because they were thinking like they, they maybe needed to call the owners and to discuss humane euthanasia and I was kind of like whoa 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 no like let's not do that um, and so you know I didn't want to I didn't want to be like no that's wrong. That that was my first reaction was, no, that's wrong. But I was like, wait, 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 okay, I'm not there. So maybe, maybe there's more going on than I know. So I was like, let me ask a bunch of questions. So I kind of fired off like a bajillion texts to the intern was like, okay, do you know, like, how confident are you that this is permethrin? And she was like, they, you know, brought the package in. So we know that. Okay. Has anybody bathed again? Yes. We like, they'd done all the things. And I was like, okay like I just I'd be really hesitant to recommend euthanasia I've never had to euthanize uh, euthanize a permethrin cat like they get better like I'm not saying that it would never ever happen but like hang in there like be patient because as bad as they look in that moment it will get better Um, it's actually you know it's one of those things where
1: is it just time just to
0: wait for the half life of it yeah. Like they're going to process it. It's going to get better. You can help them through that with maybe lipid therapy. Again, not a hundred percent sure if that's going to actually help, but it makes sense that it would. It's a reasonable thing to Could try.
1: You just sedate for a uh,
0: day. It doesn't really work. Yeah. Um, no, because, they still shake? Yeah. They're going to just still tremor. And and so they can overheat because of all the tremoring. So you have to watch their temperature. This particular cat had gotten cold probably from the bathing. Um, but yeah, like I think they had tried propofol, like they tried anesthetizing the cat and it doesn't help. I've had really good success with the methocarbamol, the muscle relaxer. It doesn't eliminate the tremors, but it can dramatically reduce them. Um, and so I was like, we just need to increase the dose. Like, let's give a little bit more of that. Let's try these things. I was like, but let's, and then this is one thing I don't actually know. It'd be really interesting. Um, they were planning on, giving both the intralipid therapy and the methocarbamol at the same time. And I was like, I'm not sure that makes sense because the intralipid may do the same thing to the methocarbamol that it would do to the toxin, which lipids are meant to essentially bind lipophilic toxins and then the body gets rid of it. And so I was like, if you give them at the same time, you might just be rendering the methocarbamol useless. So I'm like, pick one or the other. Like either just give more lipids.
1: Neutralizing one th- the The one events. treatment,
0: exactly. So like now you're just spending money. Um, and injectable methocarbamol is kind of expensive. So I was like, do one and then you can do the other one. Or if like, do, you know what? I don't know which one, but it doesn't make sense to me to give them simultaneously. Because they were saying like, oh, we're going to put another catheter in so we can give them at the same time. I was like, no, 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 no. Just do one or the other. Um, but I was just like, Ooh, yeah. When they mentioned euthanize, I was like, no, 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 no. These cats will get better. And...
1: How does it take?
0: Usually about a day, 12 to 24 hours, and you'll see significant improvement. And that was... The intern was also worried. It was like, this has been going on since 4 o'clock. Like, it's been almost 12 hours. I was like, hang in there. Like... I know it's hard to look at him like this like it's hard to see the cat and you just your your heart kind of goes out to him you're you're like oh my god I just this is terrible like I, I feel like we're torturing this cat I'm like yes I mean you didn't poison it but like the owners didn't do it intentionally like it's just it will be bad for about a day and then it will be okay and so um, so the intern was like, okay, okay, I'm hearing you. Yep, I got that. And then I went back to sleep. And then in the morning I woke up and I was like, okay, I need to know what's going on. <laughs> and so I texted. It was actually the next um, intern that was on for the day. But I was like, hey, how is that permethrin cat doing? And it was like, significantly improved. And I was like, okay, good. <laughs> mm-hmm. The world makes sense again. Because I didn't want to be like, no, don't, don't, whatever you do, no, And then the cat does terribly.
1: Yeah, so but, you're not there looking at the cat at yeah. all. yeah. So psh- You don't know what you're talking about.
0: Right. I mean, and I was trying not to do that. I was like, look, I'm not saying that it it may not need to, but I'm like, I would be very, very hesitant because in my experience, like these will get better and maybe there's more to it. And maybe this cat has some other things, but I was like, just let's not rush into euthanizing it because you can't take that away. And, um, I was like, yes, even
1: bringing it up kind of, like. It makes him think like, oh, this is what the doctors are recommending.
0: Right, right. And that's why I was like, oh, It must be real bad. Yeah, right. And you get called at three o'clock in the morning and the vet's saying, hey, we need to consider euthanasia. A lot of people will do it. And so I'm like, no, like just wait it out for a bit longer. It sucks for the cat in the meantime. And yeah, it would be awful if the cat was suffering for all that time and then didn't get better. But I'm like, I am telling you, I have never had a cat that I've had to euthanize or that has died. Like I've yet and I've had them and I know she sent the the video and I'm like, yep, that's what they look like and it sucks. But just hang in there because then the cat will be much, much better very soon so i wanted to kind of just drive that point home because we talk about it but if you haven't seen a cat doing these like violent tremors it is really disconcerting and it is kind of scary and you do kind of feel bad if you're like are we just going to let this cat suffer like this and it's like yes but it will be for just a little while (laughs) like short-term suffering it reminded me of like another scenario where this was your this was when i when i was an intern so this was a long time ago Um, like three or four years ago,
1: (laughs) (laughs) three or four Uh, hundred. No,
0: it wasn't even three or four decades ago. Um, so it would have been in 2007, maybe 2008. So barely last week. And, but we had a a case and I was, I was a doctor on the case and the student was just like really upset by how sick this animal was and like kind of felt like it was wrong that we were still treating it, that we weren't euthanizing it. We weren't recommending euthanasia to the clients. And I talk, I remember talking to this student saying, I, like, I hear where you're coming from. I do. Um, and I don't know for sure that this dog is going to get better. But I also know that if we don't try, it won't get better. Like, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I have 100% success rate with euthanasia. And I have colleagues who don't have that same success rate, but most of us, it's pretty darn high. If it's not hundred percent, it's real close. And, you know, and I kind of explained it to that student at the time, you know, an animal who has a broken limb is suffering. Like it's suffering. It has pain and it has, you know, it can't, its quality of life is poor for that time. But if we can give it some time and we can fix it, like we can, you know, put the bones near each other and it will heal back up. Nobody's like, oh, that was cruel to, you know, allow that animal to suffer for those two or three weeks. Like, no, we go, we are tolerant of short term suffering when we, when there's a chance that it can, that would be, it's a temporary thing. Mm -hmm. And, and the student, you know, was like, "Okay, yeah, that makes sense," but I could tell that it was still bothering them. And and, and it's fair. And I said, and I, you know, sometimes we, you know, we try treatments, and the animal suffers, and then they don't get better. That does happen. Um, we just need to make sure we're doing our best and explaining to the owners, like, yes, your pet right now is suffering, and we shouldn't sugarcoat that. Um, our hope is that if we do X, Y, and Z, or if we give it some time, that we can get past that suffering and get back to having a good quality of life. And that case that I talked to the student about when I was an intern did end up improving. And I remember that student coming back and was like, you know what? You were so right about that. And I was like, but I wasn't right. I didn't know it was gonna get better, but it was, was, I think it's just a good instructive case for that student to be like, I should not necessarily judge what is going to happen in the future with what's happening right now, because we can suffer extreme suffering. Like we can have, ext- you know, imagine getting like a massive car accident and you've broken dozens of bones and you have pulmonary contusions, maybe head to all these other things, but eventually you might be able to get better. Right. And so, but you're suffering in that time or like burn victims. Like that's a massive amount of suffering. Um, And, but in general, we're, Willing to tolerate. I mean that that's part of life. Every time you get sick, you're suffering to some degree. Every injury, you're you're suffering to some degree, and we don't necessarily give up every time. Yeah. So that was kind of the the whole point. That but it is hard to look at those animals and see them in those states and just be like, but we um we have to be a little bit careful. So if you have yet to see, if you're out there, you're a student, um, you're a young veteran, or whatever. If you haven't seen a bad permethrin toxicity cat, just be warned, like they can look really, really bad, but hang in there. Like I'm pretty confident. Well, I shouldn't say that. I, it's the kind of thing where like, I'm so confident they're going to get better with time that like, even if the clients didn't have any money, I would be like, go home, put it in like a safe padded, you know, box and wait, just wait. Um, ideally you want to like check their temperature to make sure they're not overheating. But other than that, like just wait it out. It's going to suck for a while, but probably can't guarantee, but probably this cat's going to get better. It's so much better if you can have them in the hospital and you can, you know, try to lessen the the tremors. And they again, they can have seizures and that it could be fatal, but man, just hang tight. Just hang tight. Cause I don't know. They always seem to pull through for me. So that was the big lesson um, I wanted to share with people from this week. Uh, And I sometimes forget that people haven't seen it. (laughs) Yeah, I was
1: going to say, where do students learn all these like random, super specific things? Because you can't learn it all. You can't. Like it's not, there's no class where it's That's why I
0: wanted to talk about it on the show.
1: (laughs) I guess it would be like a toxicity class, but you'd have to go through everything. All right, today we're going to go over nuts. (laughs) Yeah, And we'll be going over all the nuts for the next year. And then when we come in next year, we're going to go through all the shampoos. Yeah,
0: it's just, it's too much. And that's, but that is why I wanted to talk about this because I sort of forgot like I was I was kind of shocked when the intern was like I'm going to talk to him about euthanasia and I was like whoa like in my mind that came out of nowhere and then I you know they they sent me the video and I was like I get it I get why you're looking at this and saying this feels wrong like this feels cruel that we're just letting this cat lay here and twitch all over the place and it was a good reminder for me like whoa okay you're right why (laughs) would you know this
1: has been through like 50 years of school
0: listen bro It's not 50 years of school. How many years was it? It was like five. Five. I don't know. It depends on what do you consider school. I'm not even 50 years old. It was clearly not 50 years of school. You're the meanest person ever. Uh But um, but no, your point, though rude, is valid, that I've got years of seeing these cases and seeing many of them and seeing a range where some come in just like mildly twitching and you're like, cool. And then others that come in more violently twitching and tremoring and you're like, whoa, less cool. Um, But they can still get better. And, uh, yeah, so that is part of the problem is, and I, and then I started thinking like how many other cats like this have been euthanized because somebody just didn't know. And they were right. doing what they thought was best. And they were recommending what they thought was the fairest thing for that animal. And I'm like, but no. Um, so yeah, um, that was, that was a, a lesson for me in remembering that other people don't have that experience. They haven't seen these. And so yeah, it, it almost is really seems scary. to be
1: like a, like a catalog that you can go to with all the like instead I think like the toxicity things is like you call somebody and you tell them yeah they, they tell you yeah like some random person over the phone tells you when you could just go to all right let me google this and it pulls up a video here's what it's gonna look like yeah here's the like the outcome. Here's your probability of outcome. And
0: I have some of those videos, you know, like those, they, I have them where you're like, Oh wow, that looks really bad. And then you show them like an hour, you know, six hours later and you're like, ta-da! now it's just a little bit twitching. And then 24 hours after that, it's normal. Um, so, I mean, good news is that the intern was asking for help, like which is what they should be doing, mm-hmm. um, that they should ask and say, hey, I'm going to talk to somebody who knows this better than I do before like actually deciding. So kudos to the intern for saying, hey, this is where my head is going and I could be like, no, stop, um, rather than just making that decision. Because you know what? They're a legitimate doctor. They, they don't have to yeah. ask my permission to call and talk to the clients. But that's what I started thinking about. How many veterinarians are out there who just don't see this all the time and haven't seen it enough and would make that same call? and I'm like, ah, so, you know, hopefully the, maybe a couple hundred more people will know not to do that if they listen to the episode. Mm -hmm. Eventually, maybe more. Tell your friends not to listen to the episode. I mean, you can tell them to listen to the episode too, but tell them like, hey, permethrins, excellent prognosis. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Just hang in there and then like close your eyes for a bit if you need to. (laughs) Not really. You know what I'm saying? Look at it. Truly though, like just put them in a quiet, dark area and just Wait it out. Again, treat them if you can. Give them methocarbamol. Give them intralipids either or probably not at the same time as best I can tell. Although that seems like an interesting, simple study that somebody could do. Um, not me, not today. But yeah, that was, the, that was the big thing that I was thinking about from this week. The big lesson learned. Ta-da, permethrins. Excellent prognosis. First, don't apply them to cats. That's the easiest thing. <laughs> um, and try to, you know, educate your clients as best you can. To, like dog products not safe for cats a lot of the time. This is an example. But as bad as they will look, they will end up doing very well. Ta-da! Uh, so that was the exciting parts of the week.
1: I guess we could also talk about. Um, yeah. You've given a lot of talks recently. Oh, I have. Yeah, I think you've given like three, haven't you?
0: I don't know what time You talks went to the
1: Roanoke one. We talked about these. Did we talk about these? Yeah, oh, okay. we talked
0: about these. Um, I did the. I did speak at the international veterinary like thing a couple. That was last week too. That was fun. They had a group of veterinarians in Peru or vet students in Peru, and they did oh like yeah. a Zoom thing. So I did that, and world no, we, famous, yeah. <laughs> um, that's right. So there was that. Oh, and then yeah, this week one of the the class in my ER class, um, I had a talk. I talk I talked to them about burnout. So. That's
1: when um like you rev your car up a lot and from and <laughs> what are switch a you gear. You're talking about when you burn it out?
0: Yeah. Oh, Ooh. you you mean if you have like a, a manual transmission? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's the right term.
1: No. That's <laughs> no. not what you guys were talking about.
0: Uh no, that's totally what we were talking about. We were talking about manual transmissions and how to properly burn um not <laughs> No, we we're talking about burnout and uh in the profession and I think emergency medicine in particular gets kind of like people assume it's worse and maybe it is I don't know but I feel like I've been able to avoid burnout pretty well I mean I've I've never experienced it I don't I'm pretty no I, I can confidently say I've never experienced burnout like that feeling of I'm apathetic toward my profession I've had frustrations and I've had bad days for sure. Um and and, you've
1: been tired a couple times.
0: Yeah, but not to the point where it's true burnout. Yeah. Um and
1: that's to the point where you're like, I, I don't, don't really want to do, do
0: this. Yeah. I've never gotten to, I might be like, I don't want to do this specifically <laughs> here in this moment. I don't want to do
1: this today. Yeah.
0: Or I, I need to make a change. I need to change up what I'm doing um, either in the current position I'm in, or I need a new position like that can happen. But I've never been like, I want to leave the profession. Um, why am I doing this? This isn't, this isn't the right thing for me. Now there could be reasons people might think that that aren't burnout, but um, yeah, so we we talked we talked about you know how have I avoided it because I'm not a mental health professional, um, but I can at least share like hey I really like this I like what I do a lot, and um, here are some things that I think about and just kind of talked with the class and got their input like what you know because they're they had just taken an exam that morning it for a different class and so they were like feeling a lot of the the things that could lead to burnout as long as they're not sustained they should be okay but we talked about like that's okay to feel that way sometimes Um, but also I encourage them to think about and for a lot of them to share like think about like what got you excited about this like why did you enter this profession it wasn't the money I know that it wasn't for the money because that would have been a dumb choice Um, so you got into this because there was something you were passionate about right so it's like think about that and so a lot of them shared and some really cool things came out of that um, and so I was like, that's, you need to get back to that when you're having those rough times. Like what, what got you into this? What makes you excited? What fires you up about this? Um, cause I, I try to do that too. And, um, focus on that, you know, don't focus on the little stupid things, the petty things, the frustrating things they happen. Acknowledge them, live through them, but don't focus on them. Like don't highlight them. Don't make that the center of what you're doing. Center what you're doing around the stuff that you love and that you get excited about and that challenges you and fulfills you. Um, But then also, this is just one part of your life. That's the other thing I like to emphasize is that like I'm a veterinarian. That's my job. It's not who I am.
1: Yeah. Because I work in jobs where there's a lot of burnout too. Just because they're physically challenging sure um i think the people that always seem to do the best with that sort of uh attitude are the ones that have other things to do like they're they're at work and they're talking about other stuff rather than work Mm -hmm. whereas if you're just at work complaining about work it's like Mm -hmm.
0: or if you're you're, or worse you're away from work and you're complaining about work yeah and that's like so common in our profession, like students, they get out to, and and I asked all of them, I was like, all right, when you guys all leave here, you go, like you go out and what do you do? You bitch about school. Like you complain. that's what you do. And people go and they complain about work. They go
1: hang out with people from from, school.
0: But you can still hang out with people from school or from work. And then just, and I always say, set an alarm all right, we got 15 minutes to complain about all the things. And then when that timer goes off, that's it. Yeah. We're done. We're going to talk about other things and you have to. And so then I asked the students too, I was like, all right, what are the other things that you do that you're excited that have nothing to do with that med? And they shared a bunch of really cool stuff. Um, and I was like, Oh, that that's, I was like that. I, I wanted to get back into doing that too, you know, and um, and it's just finding those other things. That's how you recharge. Mm-hmm. And then you know, we talk about work life balance, and that that's maybe not like a very fair term for it. It's not about balance, meaning like equal amount of time, effort, or energy, but just you need it's, to do work this for a while.
1: is your life. <laughs>
0: Well, and it's, like it, a, it's not your entire life, but it's a big chunk of it. Yeah, and it can't be... To
1: have work-life balance is like saying those are two different things.
0: Right, exactly. It's like those, they're not. This is part of your life. And there's the work and then there's the non-work part of your life. And, but it's just, how do you, one, find things at work that you get excited and passionate about? So the work, like in our profession, I mean, some people just have a job and they're just going to work to make a paycheck and that's fine. Yeah, that, That's totally fine. But if you got into veterinary medicine, hopefully... It's yeah, a job should, and it's a passion. You should to do it. Yeah.
1: Because you're taking a spot from somebody. Yeah. And it's also it like, you like 12 made years more, to do. Yeah. And
0: you could have made a lot more money yeah. doing something else. Like if it's just a you pay make paycheck. make more money
1: working at Walmart yeah. for 12 years.
0: Right. Yeah. And the time if you subtract the debt and all that. So again, you're doing it because you have a passion for it. And so that's really awesome. That's one of the things I love about it is that I'm it's also a job. Like I'm getting paid, but like I get a lot of fulfillment from it. And, um, but it's still not the entirety of my life. And if I couldn't do this tomorrow, it would be sad and I'd be sad for a while and then I would find something else. And then we've talked about this on the show before too. And I I often kind of make the analogy and I did in class the other day. I was like, I approach a lot of this stuff that way. Like that's how our relationship is. I know you're going to make that, th- that's <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that was perfect. <laughs> uh, Cause so, everyone knows
1: you're joking. This, you need me.
0: Uh, so I don't. Yeah. I, you know, I don't need you. It's not a joke. That's real. Do you need me? I don't know. What, so, you, you don't <laughs> need me. Um, we don't need each other. Um, uh, it's not you don't complete me, it's not this Hollywood eh? you, you complete me. no, I'm a complete person, all by my lonesome. Um, and so are you. We enhance each other's lives, I think. Mm-hmm. um I'd like to think that I make your life better and I you make my life better. and as long as that continues to happen, then we stay together. <laughs> and if it doesn't, then maybe we rethink things. Mm. I don't know. what, but oh <laughs> you got your buttons mixed up
1: now it makes you laugh. oh, funny.
0: okay. <laughs> but um, but yeah, we don't need each other. We choose each other. We, we want to be around each other. We like each other. That's why we do things like the podcast together. Um, I think we have a very healthy relationship. And I think that outlook on our relationship is good. Is um, And I think it's arguably far more romantic than to be like, I need you. Or I'm like obligated to. You. I don't feel any obligation towards like... We have to stay together forever. We got married, and we 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 sort of sat we, we had vows. I don't remember what we said, but you said you were gonna be mean to me when I needed it. I'm pretty sure something yeah. like that in our vows.
1: But I'd be nice to
0: you when you needed that. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like you've held that held up your end of the bargain. What you got a bug on you? There's a stink bug on me. Oh, because you're stinky. No. So, um,
1: I was thinking another thing with Brenna is that admitting, like telling people, it's like, hey. I don't feel good. I need good. help, yeah. Because that's a, that's a big thing in like the jobs I've had is the people who like, there are people who just quit because they're burned out. Yeah. And that's usually what happens. Yeah. They just quit. But, but maybe, then there's people who are like, I need a break. If they're ever just like, like this is just too grinding. I can't do this anymore. Everybody's like, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, this is Take tough. Take a break.
0: Because <laughs> when I was working yeah. in
1: the garden center at Lowe's, it, it's really hot. Yeah. the Everything's heavy. It's everything's stressful. Like you're running machinery with people around, and like you can kill everybody. <laughs> um,
0: Be nice to the people at the garden center. Yeah.
1: Um, but you know, you get some. Like one guy just came out there, and he was like, "It's just too hot. I can't handle this." And we're yeah. like, "Yeah, okay, cool. Go back inside. Go
0: inside in the air conditioning." Yeah. Yeah, and it's just recognizing it. Sometimes it's hard to recognize it in yourself until it's getting, it's gotten yeah. really bad, right? Yeah, we've,
1: when I was on night cruise, we would have that people who really wanted to do the night stuff because the like it's, the schedule it's a low stress or, job. Yeah. The schedule is perfect if you have kids, yeah, because you you're there in the morning to take them to school. You yeah. sleep while they're at school, and then you wake up and pick them up.
0: Yeah, that's actually not and bad. And then
1: you're there the whole time that they're.
0: That is oh, a pretty good deal.
1: Yeah, there was a bunch of people, but then uh, some people just can't stay up overnight. Yeah. It's a physically they can't do. I, well, it. I mean
0: we're we're not supposed to. It's, there's plenty of studies that say it's not actually all that good for you. But um, psh, psh, yeah, whatever. What do those people know? Yeah, scientists. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it you is, can't
1: apply population data to one person.
0: Bobby. No, that's why I said not everybody. That's why some mm-hmm. people, present company included, can do overnights. Um, but it's hard. It is definitely hard, and. And it's okay to be like, hey, this isn't working for me. It's time to make a change. And ideally, you do that before it gets to the point where you're like, I want to leave the profession. Like, oh, I just need to make a change. But yeah, we talked about that. We talked about, you know, what are the things that, you know, make you feel like re-energized? What are the things away from work? Because you need to be a whole person. Like, you need to have other interests. I think that's a much healthier way to be. Um, I always joke when people, you know, start their stories like, so I was hanging out in the ER on a Friday night. It was like, that's not good. You mm-hmm. shouldn't be hanging out at work when you are not working. Like you should have other things that you do. You're not hanging out. Now again, working, working hard and that that's fine. But like, dude, like find some other fun things that you like, you know, think back to in your life before you were in vet school or before you were a vet, what did you do then? Maybe try to do some of those things again or learn new things um, but be a whole person cause that will make you a better veterinarian or, you know, a veterinary professional, whatever or, whatever, or
1: more pleasant at least.
0: Yeah, probably that. No, I think it'll make you a better vet. You'll be more well-rounded. You'll be like more empathetic. You'll be more caring. You will be more patient and that will make you a better veterinarian. The end. So anyway, that's, that's, um, the other thing that I did this week, a little pep talk. I don't know. It's just one of those things I don't know that we talk about enough. And so I put it in the classes. Here's an hour long class and we're going to dedicate time to talking about this. Was
1: that before or after you got no sleep for the end of the week?
0: Uh, that happened after. That was after? So. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Because that class was on Thursday or was yeah. it Friday? Yeah. I think it was Thursday. Yeah. Because Wednesday morning. you prevented morning, me from sleeping. She
1: had to wake up an hour early
0: earlier than usual after Tuesday night which is my class so our, yeah. we're up late on Tuesday nights every week and then um, I had to drop Tofer off at work an hour early because we just have one vehicle that we share which most of the time works well except when he has to go out of town for work and then I have to get up an extra hour early and then the worst part about it yeah, the, the donut cho- shop wasn't open oh yeah the
1: donut shop <laughs> Blackford, nothing opens early.
0: Yeah, breakfast places don't open. But even donuts, like donuts are supposed to open early. So I was like, that's okay. I'll drop them off of work. And you know that I remembered like the last time I had to do this, the same thing happened. I went to the donut (laughs) shop and I forgot. Yeah, and I need to remember that since... It's so much more disappointing every time. But the donut shop was closed, so I couldn't even have donuts in the morning. And, and I thought then, it was going to be easy because
1: I was supposed to be gone overnight, and yeah. then we would be back the next day, and then she would just get me at work at yeah, my normal time, and it would and it'd be easy. But then our truck broke down. Yeah, and, uh, so
0: he made me drive nine hours to come pick him up. <laughs> no, she didn't. Might as well that. have. Um, it felt like it.
1: The guy I work with did some, like,
0: He hit the engine with a hammer. Yeah, he hit the engine with
1: a hammer. And then it worked. And And they felt,
0: this is safe to drive.
1: And then, but they were like, (laughs) they're like, if we turn it off, it might turn back on. So we couldn't turn it off. So we just, it was like, well, we can get stuck out of town or I can just drive all the way back like four hours to Flaxburg. Yeah, he's like, so you
0: don't mind picking me up at like midnight, right? What? (laughs) What? (laughs) How is this that your truck breaks down and now I don't get to sleep? Yeah. Yeah, I need to have a. And talk then the next boss.
1: night was the Promethean cat. Oh yeah. You then I didn't. Texan. Was that was that the same? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, yeah. I
0: haven't exactly been getting a lot of good sleep this week. Yeah. No, I think that was last night. I think I got one, one night of sleep in there somewhere. Yeah. We'll get some good sleep tonight. Although I don't know, we'll probably the alarms will go off because there'll be some tornado warning or something, and we won't even learn. Nice. Whoa, whoa, kitty! <laughs> He's gonna try to produce the show yeah um so that's yeah that's okay in the sink luckily you can catch up on sleep anybody who tells you differently is wrong you can totally catch up on sleep uh but yeah it was ch- i would still call this a good week though despite the lack of sleeping yeah we did some cross fitting we fit crossed um we did like a 5k row and i did better than i thought i was gonna do it oh, went yeah. way faster than you wrote it
1: faster than you could run it
0: well i don't know i haven't tried to run a 5k in a while but yeah definitely it was faster than i could run it um but I was not f- much further behind ever, ever. I was the only woman in that class. And I think Which I was just odd. Like, yeah, it was kind All of right. an odd. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, I think I was less than a minute behind the couple of guys that were across from me. I don't know. I, my time, I was happy with my time. Yeah. It was just just a shade over 23 minutes. So yeah. a 5K row in 23 minutes, I'd say it was, I was pleased with it. Um, what was your time again?
1: It was just under twenty-two minutes.
0: Just under twenty-two. Target
1: time was twenty to twenty-two. Yeah, I
0: I didn't quite make it in that, but I was happy with my performance because it's not a competition when you aren't winning. (laughs) 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 Um, But then we did some other stuff on Friday that was tough. My legs are still sore, Um, but anyway, that was the week. I feel like it was a good week.
1: Oh yeah, we saw a movie. What was it? Oh, we saw oh, The Lost City. The Lost
0: City is so good. You should totally go see yeah, it. I liked it a lot. It's kind of one of I think it's one of my favorites that we've seen in a while. Yeah. I think so. It was just a fun, silly, entertaining movie. Yeah. And I like those kind. <laughs> the, it was happy. I was uh, happy. I won't
1: say the line for me, but it was oh, it was so funny.
0: There was a lot of funny lines. Which one were you gonna
1: say? The mansplaining one.
0: Oh yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch the movie. Um it's worth it. Sandra Bullock is hilarious. And uh, yeah, Channing Tatum. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I know who this guy is. And I say, but like, I've not seen most of his movies. Yeah. And I
1: rattled off like, she's like, he's not been in that many movies. And I rattled off like seven. And she's I was like, like, I've heard of all those movies, but, but I, I haven't seen yeah, them.
0: I need to Now I want to go back and watch all of the Channing Tatum. We need to Channing watch the one Tatum. with
1: uh, him and Jamie Foxx.
0: Okay. I need to watch so all of Jamie
1: Foxx with the president. That one's good. Is it a comedy? Yeah, it's an action I, comedy. I he want, normally does I want Channing comics. Tatum
0: to be a comedian. Like, that's that's what I like. He's very funny. Yeah,
1: and the 21. You've, you've seen Jump I saw Jump
0: the Street. first Chani- 21. I don't think I saw 22.
1: I think we saw the second one.
0: Okay, maybe I've seen. I've seen one I of them. I
1: haven't seen the third one.
0: They made three? Yeah, Twenty- there's a third. third. Jump Street?
1: I think that's what it's called.
0: <laughs> um, But yeah, now I'm like, I'm like a, yeah, Chan- I almost said Tanning Tatum. I'm a Channing, what's his name? <laughs> Channing Tatum fan, yeah. Because we saw we saw dogs. Parents that live ago. in
1: Tampa, so we can go check out his former digs.
0: Where does he live? Uh,
1: I don't know if he still lives there, but that's I'm pretty sure the Magic Mike is. Uh, I think Channing Tatum. I, don't quote me on this, but I think you're Channing being Channing
0: quoted. <laughs> you're reco- recording this. This is <laughs> was literally a from Tampa. <laughs> really? I think so. Yeah, you've just been quoted. You quoted yourself. Yeah. Um, if well, you're
1: listening, Chan, I mean, that's not true. He's not. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you could be.
0: Um. Yeah. You know. Good for you, man. Um. We should hashtag him. We'll tag him on this hat. Is that is that what you say? You hashtag him. I don't think that's right. Hashtag Channing Tatum. Magic Mike. All right. We're gonna we're gonna have a Channing Tatum movie marathon one of these days. Yeah. And yeah, like I'm. He was really funny. Sandra Bullock's always good. She was good. Uh. I still like. The Heat better. Yeah. Yeah. That's I probably my favorite put, Sandra Bullock comedy. If you had
1: gotten Melissa McCarthy in this movie.
0: Oh my gosh. She should have done a cameo. That would have been so been. funny. I like The Heat. The Heat wasn't a rom com, though. This was a rom com. Um, I think The Proposal still may be my favorite Sandra Bullock romantic comedy. Yeah. 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 It's pretty good. This one was really good, though. Go see it. I don't get any money for saying that, but I just liked it a lot and it made me laugh. I giggled a lot during the movie. Topher can attest.
1: Yeah. It this was fun. So there were funny. some people talking next to us, and I wanted to say something, but Bobby kept giggling. So. Giggling
0: is allowed in the theaters. Talking is not. You're so a little excessive go, with the giggles. Go to the, mo- go to the movies and giggle all you want, but don't talk. <laughs> all right. We'll see you next time. We'll hear you. We'll listen to you. We'll talk to you next time.
1: <laughs> Bye.
0: Bye.